Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, everybody, here's another opportunity for you to learn about hosting and facilitating Zoom calls. I'm Cindy, and my host with me is Nat. Hi, Nat. Hi. Hi. All right. So I am facilitating this call, and Nat is hosting this call. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like and why they're called what they're called when we talk about them. You know, if I talk to somebody from Zoom, maybe they'd tell me I'm so wrong. But for the sake of our community, this just makes sense to me. So I hope I'm going to help you. Uh, It makes sense for you as well. So... I am sure that some of you who are listening on ACB Radio community, and thank you, David, for streaming for us today. Um, But I'm sure that some of you who are listening and some of you that are here uh, in the room with us have been to one of these calls before. And if you have, I likely am not going to say anything new. I don't know. But it sometimes doesn't hurt to hear things over and over again till we remember it, right? Um, So... Zoom hosts are those typically who own the account that the the Zoom room is in. And so that is how um, Zoom started calling people hosts is because they have the room and they're hosting a call. They schedule the call. They are the ones who schedule the call. But the reality is, is when you're doing a lot of calls like we are doing, one person is not going to be in every single one of those calls hosting them. So for the sake of our calls, the host is the person that is responsible for what goes on in the room. I like to think of them as like the security guard, the person that's checking at the door, the person that's making sure that everything is set up in the room, the person that, um, you know, make sure that there's enough room for everybody, the podium set up for everything's ready for the facilitator and uh, not quite ready for questions, but we'll get there. Um, And, uh, you know, getting the coffee up and all that. Okay. So that's your host and they're going to make sure the heat's on or the air conditioner's on or whatever it is that we need to make sure everybody is comfortable. They send out the invite, um, but we share that because I usually send out the invite because I send it out in the schedule every day and weekly Um, but if you were hosting and you're on your own account you're going to want to copy the invitation you might send it out from zoom i take out a lot of the mess you know if you get a zoom invite it actually will show you the link the meeting id the passcode and usually three or four uh, phone numbers two to three one tap mobile numbers and then gives you a link on, you know, that you can look up another phone number if none of those work for you. I send out one phone number, one one tap mobile, and we use the same one across the board for all of our calls. It just makes it easier, especially for our people that are still using the phone to call in. They only have one phone number to remember, 312-626-6799. And, uh, and then, you know, we make sure that the one tap mobile includes that 312 number as well. So, uh, but if you send out the invitation, they're going to get what Zoom sends out, which is all these other options. Okay. Um, and then 
uh, you're going to schedule your meeting. Now, in a, in a room, in a Zoom room, you can only hold one meeting at a time. So you can't schedule two or three meetings that are going to cross over each other. It won't let you. In fact, we've been there, haven't we, Nat? Um, we've had things set up <laughs> in the same room at the same time. And you had to scramble. Oh, no, we have to, like figure out another room to put this in. Uh, we did that for tonight because we have four things starting at 7.30 tonight. And I have three accounts at my access. Uh, and so Nat was kind enough to let us use her personal pro account for one of our calls tonight. Um, so, all right. So we have four things going on tonight. But if we tried, one of them wouldn't have happened. Just saying to you. And the other thing is, is if we have calls that start, like just now I came from a call that was an hour before this one. And if it was on the same account, I couldn't have opened this room. Until, well, it was not just an hour. Sorry, I'm mixing myself up. But we have an hour, one, an hour after this call. They are not in the same account. And if they were, uh, it, whoever's opening that other call would have to close this call to open the other call. So if you've ever been on a call and it said that it, it was automatically closed or somebody closed it, well, it's because we had to because there was another call scheduled. And sometimes people go over and, uh, you know, and yeah, if you go over, that's, that's what we have to do. So, okay. So um, that gives you an idea that you, when you are scheduling calls, you need to make sure that you're not scheduling them on top of each other. You want to leave a little leeway. So when we schedule on our ACB accounts in the evening where I'm most likely to get an overpopulation of calls, um, I have set it up so that calls are an hour and a half apart for start time, giving us a little bit of leeway, a half hour leeway between calls so that we don't have people getting dumped out of a call and there's no stress because it really is stressful. Nobody wants to dump a call and, and people don't know what to do and they panic and you know what I mean. So so that's why we do the 6, 7, 30 and 9 o'clock start times in the evenings if they're on the ACB account. Now, a lot of times I'll receive an email from people that want to know how come so-and-so was able to start their call at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock and it's because it's not on an ACB account. So if it's not on an ACB account, you're going to set up a call. It's on your account. It really doesn't matter to me what time it starts and it doesn't interfere with anything that I'm doing. So that's great. Um, uh, let's see. I only ask that calls start on the hour or half hour. Okay. So hosts, hosts, schedule, hosts, open the room and hosts, make sure that everything in the room is safe and secure the entire time the room is open and hosts act as a support to the facilitator and hosts in their role as a support to the facilitator also act as a mic runner, but they don't have to have tenny runners on because they can just sit in their little chair there and run with the mic uh, just using the up and down arrow keys in the participant list. So, no exercise, no fuss, no mess. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about facilitators. For the sake of our calls that are on our ACB 
accounts, and really any of our calls for the community. The facilitator is the person that is in charge of the meeting or the event. So it is uh, definitely, I mean, the role of the facilitator really is dependent on what kind of event they are running. If it's a social call, if it's something fun, if it's a presentation, if it's a training, if there if there's panelists, um, so they have other people that are going to be speaking, how they want that run is up to them. And the host at the beginning of the call should ask the facilitator, how can I support you? How do you want to do this? And they are there to handle the raised hands, call on people, mute noisy people if there's noise going on, and absolutely respond if there's something that, you know, is of concern. So that's what the host do. Facilitators don't have to worry about muting people. They don't have to worry about even calling on people if they don't want to. But if they want to, that's okay too, because it's their call. It's their event. So they get to do it how they want. And they share that with the host. If they want things to be casual, if they want it to be more formal. Um, so there's the difference between facilitator and host. Facilitator does their planning before they ever get on the call, and then they run the call the way they want, and the host is there to support them. I really, even if you're on your own account, I do not recommend people hosting their own call that they're facilitating. There's just too many things that can go wrong and too many distractions. And if your job is to be a good facilitator, then, you know, if, if at all possible, leave the, the hosting to someone else. And if it's on your own account, if it's on our account, we automatically will provide you a host because we're entrusting that room to one of our uh, qualified hosts that have gone through our training and we, we're, we're entrusting one of my accounts to them. So, you know, that's, that's what we're going to do. If it's on your account, please know that just when you schedule your event let us know that you would like us to provide you a host and we are happy to do that and you will get one of my qualified hosts and uh, they they really love to volunteer in this way and to support you so uh, we have new people coming on board all of the time and so uh, you know uh, we we would love to help you in that way so there's an email that goes out to anyone who's expressed interest in facilitating a call. I call the, that uh, email that goes out to my community planners. So these are people that are planning an event. They may not be the one that's actually facilitating. It might be a chair of a committee, um, but they're the ones that are getting that email. They put it together and they send me the information by Wednesday for the following week, Sunday through Saturday. And then we put it together it goes out in a weekly schedule. We can add things as we go, like we did today. Uh, after yesterday's event went out, uh, I learned Vispero wanted to start their Thursdays, every Thursday for the un unforeseeable future. So there's a unforeseeable meaning. I have no idea how long it's going to go. I think it's, it's not foreseeable. It's really far out there. They're willing to keep on coming back every Wednesday for us. And they let me know they wanted to start today. And I'm like, yeah, we'll make it work. So ask somebody to stream, 
They said yes. Asked somebody to host. They said yes. I got on the schedule. People showed up. It was great. Um, but that made it to the daily schedule this morning. It didn't make it on this week's weekly schedule because they did not let us know that last Wednesday. But guess what? Next Thursday's event will be on next week's schedule because I have the information. So that's how we do the scheduling of our community events. And really, uh, anybody can schedule an event. And um, if you are a, an affiliate and wish to share what you guys do with the, the greater community, uh, happy to have you share that information with us. If you are a you have a committee for ACB and you want to do something uh, to share with the community, we can put it on the schedule. But if you're an individual, we had, I had somebody last week that reached out and said, I want to do three events. Boom, boom, boom. All three events were on the schedule this week. Just amazing. And uh, so just love it. And, and those three events, well, two of them have already happened and they went great. So if you have an idea of something that hasn't happened yet, and maybe you're not comfortable facilitating, find somebody who is. Maybe you find the presenter to present on a given topic. Reach out to them, coordinate it, make it happen. This community has grown because everyone out here in the community that are contributing and finding ways to we we were doing socials in the morning david thought man we should do some socials in the evening and so he started his barn grill on sundays and thursdays and i've just been waiting for us and now we have monday trina does hers and um so i just have this sinking suspicion that you know by the end of this year we'll have those kinds of socials going on every night of the week and we welcome them so now maybe friday and saturday night we're already doing some fun stuff already anyway for um social so i, I guess we are doing something five days a week right now that are kind of fun and you know social and so um but anyway so think about you know ways that you might want to contribute um we are doing hosting training we have four host trainers that are training people and they are finishing up this next week with their first group and some of them will start being shadowed this week uh next week and uh so they'll get to do one event they will be shadowed by either myself nat or one of our trainers uh, and then they'll be let loose if it all goes well uh the following week and um, some of them are wanting to be hosts to help the community and some are wanting to help their own affiliate or chapter and all of the above is great and uh, we're happy to support our affiliates by you know in in um, encouraging hosts to learn really i think uh, a professional way of hosting that's the goal is to professionalize all of this so one other thing that i wanted to mention about some of the criteria if you are going to be a planner for the community and you want to facilitate an event or you're going to hold an event and especially if you're going to host it on your own uh your own account a couple of things one you need to use passcode uh, we want people to refrain from using the um, waiting room uh, we don't want the waiting room we don't want anybody to feel like they are not being allowed in uh, 
uh, because people can see them in the waiting room and not let them in. We want this community to always be a wait, a welcoming place. Every call that people come on, we want them to feel welcomed. And so um, we are asking anybody that puts their information on the community, do not use the waiting room feature, but use the passcode feature. And Zoom requires you to use one or the other. And so we're just encouraging people to use the passcode or requiring people to use the passcode, not waiting room. Uh, one of the other things is on our community calls, no personal information to be shared. Um, you know, we don't know. We have new people coming on these calls all the time. We don't ask for membership cards or IDs at the door. So, you know, we don't know everybody that's coming on the calls. We don't want anybody to uh, release their personal information and have it get into the wrong hands. And there are there could be people lurking in the room when you were to do that. And it could be uncomfortable. And I, I do know of people that have been changing their phone numbers and things like that because they maybe let it let that information out when they shouldn't have so please you guys um that is just something it's an expectation for all of our calls we don't want people to go to one call and have it be okay to give their information and another call not across the board no personal information sharing um you know the other thing is is we just want everybody I've been saying this from day one. We started, our first call was on March 17th. So a little over uh, six months, oh, six and a half months ago. Oh my gosh, almost seven months ago. This is just crazy. Um, but really I want it, every event where everybody that comes to it can feel safe and respected. Um, this is this is really part of the ACB core values. Uh, all of our core values really speak to those two words and uh, everyone should be able to feel safe and respected and that is the job of my hosts to ensure that that is taking place and it is up to the facilitators to utilize the host to ensure that and um, and to support the hosts in whatever they end up doing at the time. And then finally, if people have concerns about a weigh-in event, is ran if there's something that goes on with one of the hosts, uh, if there's question about what somebody did and why, if somebody is concerned about a facilitator, whatever it might be, um, or an, an attendee or participant, if anybody has concerns, reach out to me, write to me at community at acb.org or chollis at acb.org. That's chollis, C-H-O-L-L-I-S. And I will get back to you. I want to hear from you. I want the reason that we are doing so well and this community continues to grow and um, really is, you know, a positive place is because everyone has pitched in and really supported the model that we are doing. And in the beginning, I knew it was really important for us to model the kind of behavior that we wanted from everybody. And, you know, we learned as we went. And um, uh, that reminds me of, you know, in those early days, we didn't even know how to raise hands. <laughs> so, you know, in the early days, if you hear some of our early podcasts, um, it was a little more chaotic than it is today, because we've learned as we've grown, as we've moved on 
you know, we, we've grown in so many ways and, um, and that's one of them as you utilizing the raised hand feature when we were calling on people and people would shout out their name. We thought it was like more informal, but what had happened would people with softer voices would get washed out by people with louder voices. They would think we were ignoring them, which we weren't intentionally doing. And then we also learned that people that have hearing impairments or, um, you know, maybe some mental health challenges were very overwhelmed by all the noise and the chatter and not being able to, you know, really hear uh, one voice at a time. So I think of the raised hand as us allowing people to hold the microphone in their hand and um, people not talk over each other. So uh, those are the reasons that we do what we do. And uh, I think I'm going to stop there. Um, I hope, I mean, I know I talked for 20 minutes, but I feel like I, I really wanted to paint this picture of what we, what we do and why we do what we do. And um, so now raise those hands and I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> so and Nat's still awake. Woohoo! Hi. <laughs> All right, that blanket didn't put you to sleep. I'm glad. <laughs> so for those who don't know how to raise their hand, if you're using a PC, it's Alt Y. If you are using a Mac, it's Options Y. If you dialed in using your telephone keypad, it's Star Nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you're using the zoom there was app, a question that, mark there <laughs> it's that nifty raise hand button all right all right okay oh there we go katie you should be able to unmute hi ladies katie hi cindy am i there yes you, you are, are. Okay. Um, I must say I'm halfway through my zoom training and I'm so looking forward to being able to host my question to you today is, I see that this is a webinar, Yep. and how do you determine when you're setting up what is going to be a webinar and what's going to be uh, a regular Zoom call? I don't know the word for the other one. Yeah, no, it's a Zoom, a Zoom, room, or a Zoom room or a webinar. So, first of all, likely most people out there do not even have webinar available to them because it costs extra. So, that helps you determine it pretty easy. Um, but to be quite frankly honest with you the reason this is a webinar is that I had set up a webinar a behind the scenes webinar and um, this account that it's on is the least used because I had a lot of other ongoing stuff and I changed the time on when I'm holding these calls so much I'm just using this because it's available and it it's working so Typically, we use webinar when there is a formal presentation. So tonight's CVAA calls, they are on webinar. Um, When Clark does anything around advocacy stuff or Claire, we'll put those on webinar. I usually will put things on webinar that's ACB related and it has a panel. So more than one speaker presenting. and the reason is it, it really makes it easier on the host. Uh, there's no reason a, a host doesn't have to worry at all about muting. So one of our jokes is that um, when you become a host, you also become a muting ninja. ninja. 
commuting ninja. And so, um, you know, you are not only handling raised hands, but when there's noise coming and somebody is, you know, answering the phones ringing and they answer and they forget that they're unmuted or uh, they're yelling at their dog or they spilled something and they start cussing because, you know, they stubbed their toe or whatever it might be. Um, you are not just handling the raised hands, but you are then searching for that open mic where somebody's making noise and you're going to mute them. And when we are, you know, on ACB radio and we have panelists and maybe they are people from industry, you know, some of our, uh, you know, um, a network of, you know, professionals that we deal with uh, in the blindness community outside of ACB, um, we want it to be as professional as possible. So uh, that just relieves some pressure off the host to do webinar. And we obviously use webinar in the conventions as well. So hopefully that answered your question, Katie. Yes, ma'am. Will we be getting um, in our Zoom training? Will we be getting any webinar training? Not at this time, but um, for those that do well and uh, when it's possible, we will be offering it to people um, if they are uh, our community hosts and we see uh, our our community our webinar hosts come from our community zoom hosts so uh, there's a good likelihood that you would get it thank you you're welcome thank you all right thanks katie and it's easy once you have done zoom hosting for a while webinar is not a difficult thing it really isn't but it's different it's not the same so some of the things you have to do in webinar are a little bit different but yeah Okay, Diane, you should be able to unmute. Um, thanks a lot. Hi. Hi, Cindy. Diane. Howdy, neighbor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm ready. I can't wait to meet you. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to meet you either. Anyway, um, this question may be way off base, but it's important to me, so I hope that you can give an answer. I'm going to uh, try. I, I have my own um, Zoom account now, and I'm trying to arrange a family meeting uh, on the first month, uh, the first Sunday of every month at 7 p.m. And uh, I didn't see when I was um, scheduling it how I could, I didn't see any uh, provision for custom scheduling, yeah. you know, where I might do something like yeah, that. You I'm can. wondering if there's something I'm missing. So are you setting it up from your computer? Yes. Okay. Are you doing it on the web or in the app? Um, I was doing it on the app initially, but if I had to go to the website, you know, I would. Do I usually do it from the web, so I can't speak to the app. So that's why I'm, I'm going to tell you that, and it may be similar, but I don't know. But when you go to schedule, you know, you write in the, the title and you could put a description. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. And then you're on date. And if you want to set the date, there you tab one more time because it'll say today's date and you can hit enter and arrow down to or, or to the right or left find the date you want and then i just hit enter again right and i'll choose the date you tab again you're on the time so you arrow up and down find the time you want to start hit enter tab again you're on am or pm it'll say what it is on yes. um if it's am and you want it pm just hit enter and arrow down to PM and hit enter. Tab again. 
and it'll say what time zone you're in, I think, is the next one. Yeah. And then enter again. I mean, not enter. Erase that. Tab again. And I believe it'll say, is this recurring? And you hit space bar, enter on that. Mm-hmm. Tab once. And it will say, I think it says daily. So this is where you want to hit enter and arrow down. And you could go to weekly or monthly. So you want to go to monthly and hit enter. Right. right. And then you tab again. And it will have what, um, and it should have like the first, the second, the third, the you know, of the month or whatever. There should be those options. And then you want to make sure Sunday, for example, is checked. So, because oh. it should show you every day of the week, and it will naturally check the check the day that you've set your original date on. So it'll right, like I check mine, mine, mine. First one was going to hit on the first uh, on the first of November, and you know, so yeah. So then it changed the date, you know, for the December meeting. So, so, yeah. so here's a couple of things you could, if it's the first Sunday, you could also set it up weekly. Just have it as a weekly on Sunday. And you just know that that's, I mean, I, I have a lot of things that are recurring for us mm-hmm. that we don't use every week, but they're set up that way. And if something comes up, I have something ready to go. Okay. So I'm just saying to you that that's just another option. Right. And then you, um, you want to make sure that then it says it'll end by, and you can again, choose a date further out just the same way you chose the original date. Or you, it maybe has a never I don't know that it does. I just always move it out more. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, and that's it. Okay. So, all right. All right. Thanks, I will Diane. check it in both places. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. Jamaica, you should be able to unmute. Good Good. Uh, good afternoon to everybody. This is Jamaica. Jamaica. And I have a quick question for you all. I was just wondering, is there a way to have, like, a backup facilitator when I'm, when I'm doing my my special event on the on the um on the on the georgia council of the blind well you know jamaica you know that we can have I me mean, mika and i facilitate together um when we do it's playtime right yeah mm-hmm. so um and la- last week was david and i and so i think that um if you're wanting to feel more comfortable why don't you ask somebody if they would co-facilitate with you so that they're to, there to support you and help you? I, I think, I think that's what, that, that's sure. That, that's, 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 that's what I will do. Okay. Yeah. And it, cause it needs to be something that you feel comfortable doing. So, um, you just, you think about if there's anybody that you can think of and if there's not somebody in Georgia, but I'm sure that there would be somebody there. But if not, then you reach out to somebody in our community. We have lots of people that would love to support you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right, sweetie. No problem. And I did send you information. Um, yes. And, okay. and, I, and I got it. So okay. thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks, Jamaica. All right. Chris Nussbaum, you should be able to unmute. Thank you, Nat. Hey, Hi. Chris. Hey, Mama Cindy, as I call Hi. the other calls. Um, hey, Jamaica, um, if you don't find anybody in Georgia, I would uh, be happy to co-host with you. Um, get a hold of David. He has my contact information. Um so my question is about webinar. Um, 
if we're um, okay, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Okay, so um, if we have a, um, a host and a facilitator in a webinar, um, how would you suggest um, the host and the facilitator communicate with each other to make sure that one is unmuting or lowering a hand at the at the time that the facilitator wants last time i did one of these i was both the host and the facilitator it was fine but there but the times when somebody else there have been times when somebody else was trying to um unmute somebody in both meetings and webinars and i've been like i'm not ready yet and i'm the facilitator so that's why we have well that's why we train our hosts um if you notice nat's doing a fabulous job and and that's we really work to bring uh really the best of our Zoom host. This is not saying anything about any of our Zoom hosts that have not learned webinar yet. There will be some more that are going to be learning it. Um, it's not something that you can teach 20 people at one time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, because you need to be able to give people the practice and, you know what I mean, to work with them. But we have several people who are excellent at web hosting through the community and they worked convention and they are now working several conventions out there. And uh, so, you know, uh, your host should know how to do this. Um, There's the host is there to support you as the facilitator. So if you ever are on one, I can't speak to any of the calls that you're talking about, but if you're ever, Uh, facilitating a call and we provide you the host and there's a problem I want to hear about it because I can't work with somebody you know nobody gets fired we we just work on getting them better right because that's what we want we want everyone to call yeah so I so you know I can only speak to those so you know that our hosts you heard everything I talked about here the hosts are there to support you so you guys will have talked prior to ever starting the call and they will know what you want and they should and you know they should respond to that i mean that's how they should work so i would say as a facilitator if you have a host that's doing you know responding to people unmuting people when you're not ready that maybe you come you might even just stop you know what you're doing and just say so and so uh, if you don't mind i'll just let you know when i'm ready for the next person or something right so you right. know okay. give them some verbal cues i mean that's all we got and everybody i know is trying to do the best that they can Makes sense. um you know so it's all about communication lots of communication going on in these calls right lots of it and i mean i will be honest with you that some of the most difficult things have been and i think most people know that like my heart is that i want everyone to feel welcome and i want i just want to love on everybody because i just i love people and i just love doing what i'm doing and when i hear that somebody came onto one of my calls and felt disconnected or felt as though they were like an outcast it breaks my heart but it happens from time to time because i don't have control 
over how everybody's feeling and where they're coming from at the time. But here it is. We have this opportunity. We're communicating with people all over the country and all over the world, really. There's people that come onto our calls and we have to find, you know, some sort of universal way to try and make sure that we've got really good communication. So, you know, and sharing how to raise hands and how to unmute and those kinds of things. That's important because what if somebody's sitting out there and we just assume they know how to raise their hand or how to unmute and they never get to participate, right? So it's all about communication. So that's that's what I would say is just, you know, maybe share with your, if they start doing something, you could say it in a nice way and just say, hey, if you don't mind, uh, just hold off just for a minute and then I'll let you know when I'm ready for the next person. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Let's see. Nobody else? We have one more raised hand. Okay. Abraham, or I said well, that in the <laughs> <laughs> That is, you said the word, the magic yeah, word. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. So I'm just wondering if there's anything that can be done. Uh, as you're talking earlier to me about um, some people that have hearing impairments, and I'm noticing, especially in the late night social calls, a lot of people um, talking over each other. So I'm wondering, I suggestion I, I had maybe was if when those calls are made, if uh, any audio settings can be changed in Zoom or anything else that I'm not thinking of? No, if people are talking over each other, Ibrahim, it's not, there's not really a, there's nothing that you can do other than people be respectful of one another. And I would say, if you're in one of those calls and you find that occurring and it's preventing you from really being able to participate, then you know, it's it would be bold of you, but I think that, you know, sometimes we have to be brave um, to be able to, we, we have to be brave often, right, um, to advocate our, for ourselves just in the general public at stores, restaurants, you know, banks, whatever it might be. So we should be able to advocate for ourselves amongst our peers who are blind okay. and um so i would say that you know again it's all about communication um okay. they're all having a good time right they're not thinking about it's not that they don't care but they're, they're you know that's just not where their mindset is at the time right no, I, so, I understand i'm just yeah. because i know zoom has a uh original sound setting so i thought maybe that was enable one of those calls no, i don't think out. the sound that's not going to stop people from talking over each other okay. um you know when when we do our socials in the morning and yeah. we don't we don't uh mute people come in muted but they all unmute anyway and mm-hmm. um and we just kind of let people have a free-for-all before the hour okay. starts at, okay. in the morning and but uh, you know people are pretty good about not not usually it's two or three people talking back and forth but yeah. if it gets too chaotic what do mm. we do nat as a host we use that nifty alt m or mute that's all, right but... mute all yeah. this is my muting ninja muting ninjas if you want to know if you're a host you could mute all with alt m as in mute and uh it usually works sometimes it may not but <laughs> it 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 
is a handy nifty now you also may mute your facilitator so just keep that in mind uh, if you mute all uh, you'll want to check to make sure you didn't mute yourself and uh, you'll just want to remind whoever it is that needs to speak to unmute themselves but that's a really good point Abraham and facilitators as well if things start to feel a little out of hand um, I think it's okay for you to ask the host to mute everybody and then you kind of start with a clean slate and just say sorry guys but you know we just needed to get a little control so when you unmute you know if you can just we want to go one at a time and or whatever it is that you're trying to do and again these calls they're up to the facilitator on how they want to run but I just can't imagine knowing the community that we have knowing the people that are volunteering their time and doing all of this I can't imagine anyone that would not be willing to um you know, exercise a little bit more, uh, you know, thoughtfulness and make sure that there's not a lot of talking over. And, you know, this will be um, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little harsh, but it, I'm not meaning it that way. If you go into a call, any call, <clears throat> uh, and it doesn't feel right for whatever reason, maybe it's not the right call for you. So um, not all calls, you know, are created equal and um and you know so find what fits you right what fits you the best so i mean i would like to think that every call is great for everybody but you know that's my goal but um if for some reason it's not then maybe you find another one or maybe you maybe you step up and create your own so there you go thank you who's next cheryl you should be able to unmute hi cheryl Hey, lovey. So, um, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on, on what Abraham just, you know, was talking about what you were saying. It happened on my call. Um, the one I have on Wednesday nights and a couple weeks ago and somebody who had come in late on two occasions, uh, I didn't know. And, um, she felt, and at that time we were close to the end and there were several of us who had been unmuted and were just talking about whatever the topic was and the person felt as though we were um you know we all knew each other and so we were talking and she didn't feel a part of and so she shared that and because I would not have known if she hadn't right. said that and I said mm -hmm. oh my gosh you know because I'm not picky so I just you know it has not happened again but um you know it's just something that can happen yes, it and can. to you know and even when when i'm being really conscious of things um it can happen so um when you know, like you said i appreciate what you said we all need to keep advocating for ourselves and that means speaking up on a call and, and we say it nicely and and the person came back and was and feels a part of the group so you know thanks i just wanted to share that no i appreciate that and i'm i know today i found myself um I it was my social call and there were two people that I was showing extra love on they happen to be people from my you know my home like area that I've known for 35 and 25 years and I'm just so happy that they're coming on to the calls and so after I said something to the second person I'm like like justifying it because I wanted nobody else to feel slighted I mean I hope I treat everybody good and but if there was somebody brand new they may think I'm showing special treatment and I kind of was, but you know, it's like if my daughter showed up on the call, I would have been shocked. Right. And I would have been all over her. So, <laughs> um, you know, um, 
anyway, but I appreciate that, Cheryl, that, I mean, it can happen to any of us. And uh, it sounds like you handled it really well. And that's, that's the important part. So anybody else? All right. And we have Katie again. Katie, you should be able to unmute. Yes, ma'am. Um, Hi, Katie again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you had an extension of your name, did you? <laughs> no, that's my middle name, actually. Oh, see, I knew it. That's, Nat knew that. She did. <laughs> um, we, we had our toast training. We, we were renaming, and I named her Devil's Advocate. <laughs> uh, my question is... Um, in dealing with people that have to dial passcodes on a telephone, is there a way that we can change it in the settings yeah. somewhere that they don't yes. have passcode? Yes, in? it is in settings. So, um, and and before we send out, Nat, make note of this. Okay. This okay. next week's schedule, we need to go through and change the accounts on these two accounts, uh, community and my other one, um, okay. so that. It, it doesn't require passcodes for uh, the phone phoning in. So there is a setting, it's in phone, and it, it, it just is a checkbox that, that phones do not need to use passcode. It's in the settings. And I can't remember exactly where it is, but it, it's just a checkbox and it'll take effect right away. And then it removes that comma, 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 comma. Comma, 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 comma. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, zero. Really? Yes. <laughs> sorry. It's, it's been a long day already, and I'm, I'm just getting going here. Um, so, yeah, it, and I highly recommend that as well. And I, I will try and actually do it myself uh, later today and see if I can make note of it. So when I send out the um, email to the planners next week, I can let people know that because that definitely is helpful. It doesn't change anything as far as the link goes. There's two two settings I recommend. One is embedding the passcode into the link. That's another checkbox you want to check. And then that way they don't people don't, you know, if you've ever clicked on a link and it says enter the passcode, and that really stinks when you have to go back and look it up and blah, blah, blah. And then um, so you can embed it into the link and we don't even see it there, but it's there um, and takes you right into the room. And then the other is not requiring the passcode uh, for phone, phone uh, dialing in. So that would good. be wonderful if we could incorporate that in our, our Zoom host training. So... But the thing is, is that we're training people to be Zoom hosts on our accounts. You're not scheduling and you're not doing oh, any of that. Okay. So that's that would be a whole other kind of call. Um, and Mika has done a lot of that. So you might check some of the Zoom on Zoom calls. I know she has covered a lot of stuff around setting up and scheduling and so on. So you could uh, check some of those podcasts Okay. on the Zoom on Zoom. Thank you. Okay, you bet. And you know, if there's a need, we we also could you know do something in the future around specifically around that as well. Just scheduling and setting up. Um, you know, making Zoom uh, like setting everything up so that you're just ready to go. And um, so yeah, we could we could talk about doing that. Um, thank you, Katie. Thank you. All right. I think that's it, right? No other yes, questions? Yes, and you do have 10 minutes left. I do. It's okay. Because I'm I'm really good with us ending a little early. Um, uh, 
I, I have a meeting I have to get to exactly on the hour. David needs to go and uh, stream another call. So uh, I really appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. Great questions. And uh, thank you, Nat, for your help. Did I forget anything, Nat? Uh, I hope not, because I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, no, I, Cindy, you got it all. You're doing you're great. Good. Yeah. You're good. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, thanks, you guys, so much. Thank you, David. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. And uh, later. yeah, have, have a great rest of your day. Lots going on. So find something to do because if you can't find something to do tonight, I don't know what's up. All right. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>